Well, 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 look who's back and actually is recording a second podcast. So well on my way to actually starting something and continuing to do it (laughs) instead of just starting it. Um, I definitely need to work on a much cooler, smoother intro into this, but um, for right now, I really don't care because again, no one is listening. Well, actually, um, my first podcast got four listens. <laughs> I don't know from who. I know well one person who I told to listen, but like honestly, right now, my goal is to just rant and get good at speaking and get good at coming up with like actually interesting content i hope i sound a lot better from the last podcast i hope my voice sounds a lot better i'm kind of getting over this cold slowly but surely but anyways so yes ranting um because if you know me personally um you probably followed me or at some point followed me on twitter but maybe got like too annoyed with all of the ranting and probably unfollowed me and if so i don't blame you like whatsoever but i am 20 years old now about to be 21 in um february on the 19th pisces gang um but i just feel like i'm getting way too old to get on twitter like i normally do when i get mad or frustrated or just because people are so and i'll go into some of the stuff that i rant about on here because now we are moving those venting sessions on twitter um from very long paragraph like threads um to an intellectual conversation (laughs) on here where it's really just me talking to myself which i love to do and i do it quite often i talk to myself a lot usually when i'm driving but i thought hey instead of spewing out all of my business and all of my frustrations on a social media platform where a lot of people who know me personally follow me and kind of get concerned about me um why not just channel all of that especially with my ability to just talk to myself um and put that all into a podcast so that's why i'm here and i think i have that you know this is the voice that i use in my talking to myself sessions <laughs> and i'm i'm weird as fuck okay i will be in my car driving and i will like <laughs> and i know other people who do this i met a friend one time who admitted that she does this so i know there are others out there but i will talk to myself as if i am a famous person and i'm interviewing <laughs> And I'm interviewing myself. It sounds so cringy to say out loud. But I know I'm not the only one. Because shout out to Jessica. She was this girl that I worked with when I was living in Jackson, working in Amerigo. And she was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. I love you, Jessica. I doubt you'll ever listen to this. Um, But yeah, she's the best. So nice, so sweet, so funny. Um, Just a joy to work with. 
Ugh, I love her. I loved, like, the four, no, excuse me, it was four of us total, but, like, the three girls that were, like, my friends at Amerigo, um, we went on, like, a girls trip to New York together, and that was seriously the funnest trip of my entire life. I love them so much. Alondra, Sarah, Jessica, oh my gosh, I love y'all. That was the best trip of my life. So much fun. But anyways, back on subject, social media and ranting and why I would go to social media to rant was for a little while my Twitter was private so only the people who were following me could see and I was kind of cool with everyone was following you know it was really because I got into a point with social media um well on Twitter that I no longer followed people who I didn't want to follow regardless of whether I knew them or not because a lot of times you'll just follow somebody and be like oh well I know them um, no, there, I really only got to the point where I was only following people whose content and tweets I wanted to see, um, regardless of whether I knew you in real life or not. And I got to the point where I only let certain people follow me. So if somebody like I knew followed me, but I wasn't cool with them or cool with them seeing my tweets. I would like do the handy dandy block and unblock combo where it just sort of like unfollow, <laughs> it just sort of like unfollows you and or sometimes i would just block them depending on how much i didn't like them but or some people would don't get the message like there was a lot of guys <clears throat> that would follow me i'd block them like a day later they would just follow me back and i'm like okay clearly i'm going to have to put my foot down and actually block them because something something's just not clicking so had to do that for a couple of guys but I was just I don't know because I would go on like a lot of long emotional rants on Twitter listen 2016 to 2018 was a I'm gonna mispronounce this word but a tumultuous (laughs) tumultuous a turmoil filled time in my life just the transition from being like 18 to 20 it so much goes down and like so much it's a lot it's it's almost too much I was having so many existential crises after existential crises um and I would I would just air it all out on Twitter I just remember being it was such a good outlet for me because I know there were people on there who genuinely cared and who were genuinely supportive um and reaching out to me and they were also going through similar things so it's a great way to connect with people who understand you and if that's your outlet man that's your outlet um keep it going just know that you know not everyone on there is supportive supportive of you and there are some people who are on there and they're reading what you're going through and they kind of like get a kick out of what you're going through or it's like fuel for them or they like to it's just like more you know those people who like they get on social media and you I do it too you know sometimes I see people's posts on social media and I'm like oh this bitch um just know that that you're subjecting yourself to that too so it's all kind of stuff that you just have to be aware of when you're putting out there now of course I would put it out there and just I knew all of that and I just I still wouldn't give a fuck because in the moment I'm telling y'all my Sagittarius moon wilds like I, I link everything back to astrology I can't help it but it's just so good at explaining it um yeah my Sagittarius moon wilds the fuck out especially when I'm mad I'm so quick-tempered 
and that's the thing about me like i get mad i have a really short fuse and get mad like really quickly but after i vent and after i let it out it's like i feel a hundred percent better it's like i just have to like snap out real quick and i'm good um holding on to that like a grudge i'm really not big on holding grudges like i'll remember what you said and what you did um but if i can let it go i usually let it go pretty quickly <clears throat> but i don't know that can be to a fault because i'll let it go and then let you back in and you'll do it again and it'll just it'll keep happening so maybe i should hold some gr- i don't know we're gonna i don't know i'll talk to my therapist about that i don't know I don't have a therapist, by the way. This is my therapist. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's like a form of therapy, like venting, you know, get yourself a journal. The only reason why I kind of stopped journaling is because I am, <sighs> I am like the laziest person that I know. And I would have so many thoughts. Like you see how I'm just like rambling, going from one thought to the other. I I just cannot do that when I'm journaling. You have to like stay focused because your hand can't move as fast as your mind. And also I'm just really, really lazy and my hand would get so tired. <laughs> my hand would cramp and I just I had a lot to say. I have a lot of feelings. But yes, back to Twitter, social media. I I get on Twitter and um it was actually my goal to stay off Twitter for 2019 and I did that for like a week and then I got back on it and um because it's just so entertaining I love to be entertained and I like to be in the know but we've got to stop the venting even though I did event just the other day but I'll get into that later um but I just see a lot of stuff on Twitter about subjects um, that are of importance. And a lot of times there's a lot of just great intelligent discussions and you can get some good insights from people from all over the world, people in different situations. I love that. That's one of the things that I love about social media is you can just gain so much knowledge just from interacting with people. It's like a huge sociology class in real time. I love that. But that being said, you know that one kid in your sociology class that's always like willfully ignorant um, and always always raising his hand to make ignorant comments or ask stupid ass questions. There's always that and um, it just that makes that that's kind of what makes me want to get off of there is because there are people who will read what you say and they will purposefully um misinterpret it and read read it wrong just for argument's sake like i mean you could be like oh man i love turkey sandwiches and somebody will be like, so you hate ham sandwiches? You're discriminating against ham? And like, you, you just ridiculous shit like that. I see it happen all the time on Twitter. <sighs> and it annoys the crap out of me. Um, there is actually a YouTube video. Let me 
find his name because his name is kind of hard to pronounce but i subscribed to his channel he is a psychologist but he had a youtube video why is youtube taking so long to load is it because i'm doing the podcast um his name is like sam something but he had a youtube video on how social media was by design toxic like it is designed to be destructive and it's designed okay sam vaknin um v-a-k-n-i-n um he is a psychologist um i would subscribe to him on youtube he has great youtube videos he talks a lot about narcissism which is a topic that I dive into a lot and I know for a fact I will be diving into it a lot on this podcast um but he has a great YouTube channel and so he had this video basically um going into and breaking it down of how um um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is designed to keep you addicted to it one and it thrives off of negativity um because People don't come back to see and check on and repeatedly think about positive things. And it it just feeds into people's need for negativity. So, you know, narcissists feed off of that. They feed off of that negativity and they thrive in those environments. So social media is filled with all kinds of covert narcissists and overt narcissists um i think in my experience with narcissists the covert one is is always the worst because <laughs> they just won't admit that they're narcissists well even overt narcissists really won't admit that they're narcissists but it's just so blatantly obvious but with covert narcissists they're so sneaky and they're just like snakes in the grass um if you are not familiar with what a narcissist is um excuse me or what narcissistic personality disorder is or what nar- or even what narcissistic traits are um basically and please go do your own personal research just don't take everything out my mouth um but basically what it is is a human being quote um cuz i don't we're going to get into that later a lot of people don't consider them to be humans but it is a person who um lacks the ability to empathize with other people meaning feel another person's feelings and um see outside of themselves and put them in someone and put themselves in someone else's shoes they lack the ability to do that um that's one big trait from them um they don't treat other people how they want to be treated and um they feel no remorse for that narcissists are never remorseful for their actions but they're people who um are good at manipulating people and they just they have this thing and it's called narcissistic supply but they need to cause people some form of emotional turmoil 
when they're interacting with them, whether that's making them comfortable, making rude comments to them, hurting their feelings in any way, they need that. It's like a source of supply for them. But, you know, I don't always do the best job of explaining narcissism, even though I have dealt with many a narcissist. There are so many informative um, YouTube channels that you can watch and learn all about. Okay, so I think when I opened up the YouTube app, um, like a video started playing, and I think that's what caused the recording to cut me off. And it just kind of stopped. So I was referring to two YouTube channels that I really, really like about narcissistic personality disorder. It'll tell you all about, um, you know, the red flags and the signs of a narcissist. And also, you know, the healing process after narcissistic abuse and the recovery of it. Um, the first one is Reflection and Progression. She's great. And then the other one is called Be Good 4000. And it's like this little robot man, um, who goes by James. And he, you know, dives into mainly, like, signs of a narcissist and the traits and everything like that. But, um, you just, you see so many examples of it in social media and um just random like internet trolls and the comments that people that people say one thing that's really disturbing that's like a common trend on twitter is people go around saying um the phrase nobody owes you anything now Yes and no. Do you do you like saying that because you want to avoid accountability and you know when you hurt somebody and they express it, you know, it's very easy to dismiss them and say, well, they don't owe you kindness. Nobody owes you kindness. Nobody owes you respect. You know, that's a very narcissistic um, approach to it, if that's your approach. Um, I believe people deserve kindness. People deserve respect. And I believe if I am letting you into my space or you're letting me into your space um, and we're forming a relationship or even if I'm just passing by you on the street, I owe you kindness and respect, you know? where did we why did we decide that it's okay to say nobody owes you anything you know what if your parents and a lot of and that statement does stem from people who I think had very neglectful childhoods because where else would they get that unless they had a parent who held everything over their head like you know I put a roof over your head and clothes on your back and I I didn't have to do that you know that kind of you know because some parents will say that to their children and act as if you know I brought you into this world but I, I didn't have to and I didn't have to give you this and that's just it's so wrong and it's so if your parent is saying that to you they they've got some narcissistic traits um you know if you're bringing a child into this world 
you do owe them respect. You do owe them a roof over their head. You do owe them food to eat and clothes to. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, that it's just stuff like that. It just like gets me so heated because it's like, are you serious? Like this is a helpless child that you chose. You chose to get nutted in. You chose to bring them into this world, and you, as soon as they get out, you're holding every basic need you provided for them over their head, as if they asked to be here. Like what? the fuck is that i mean that is crazy and it's not a matter of like being grateful or ungrateful for stuff but some stuff is like basic ass needs i mean because my parents they never raised me with that oh nobody owes you anything mentality or you know you better be grateful for this and this and this they just told me to you know if someone does something for you be grateful but at the same time you don't do something for someone else and expect them to be grateful you know it's like my parents did everything for us out of love but they still wanted to make you know they still made sure that we were grateful because it it sets an example it's like if someone is doing something for you yes you need to express your gratitude but also like they were going to do it anyways (laughs) because we were helpless children we needed a roof over our head we needed food to eat we needed clothes to wear but some parents it's it's like they they make their child feel responsible for being born and i think that though children of those types of parents um first of all are the most likely um to become narcissist or um develop a lot of narcissistic traits because not everyone with narcissistic traits is a narcissist but those traits can make them just as damaging to the point where i don't see a difference but a psychologist does so you know i don't go around saying oh you're a narcissist you know you got narcissistic traits that i can clearly see but i am not a licensed psychologist so therefore i will not diagnose you i will just call it like i see it but anyways children of neglectful parents are the most likely to have these narcissistic traits um because there's this just this deep childhood wounding um from parents like that and it leaves like this void in you that you feel like you have to hurt people to fill but there's so many videos on that that you can dive into from those channels that I just described. But, um, yeah, it's all over social media. Just lack of empathy. I mean, people will post fucking dead pictures of dead bodies on social media and pictures, I mean, and videos of people getting killed and post it on social media. That is a total and complete lack of empathy it's you are literally watching someone being killed and sharing it on a public platform for absolutely no reason at all and don't say that it's educational don't say that it's informing anyone you could simply say so-and-so died so-and-so was killed you don't have to like share the video you fucking sicko but anyways um that's a total incomplete lack of empathy and disregard for human life um uh, with the R. Kelly situation, 
on social media another total i mean the, the psychopaths and the narcissists and just people who blatantly hate women hate black women um jump all the way out when things of that nature come out and the reason i say that is this um you know twitter is was buzzing around you know lifetimes series documentary series called surviving r kelly and it profiles victims of r kelly's abuse and pedophilia and the testimonies the facts the evidence video evidence is all right there and people are still somehow managing to blame the victims who were children they were 15 16 year old girls those are children um for and blaming them and holding them accountable but just refusing to hold the grown man the predator the pedophile of refuse so many people defending him and refusing to hold him accountable so it's just and you know saying that the girls were fast and they were hoes and they knew what they were doing um a lot a lot to unpack there and a lot of it stems from them being young black girls they already upon birth have these negative connotations thrust upon them um and i mean there was a juror that they interviewed in the um a white juror that they interviewed in the documentary series who said he didn't you know he didn't buy what they were saying because of how they were dressed because how they were just then you had chance the rapper who collaborated with r kelly um admitting that you know at first he didn't buy the victim's stories because this is his words because they were black women So, I can't imagine the the way it feels to undergo this abuse, this trauma, this rape. It, it's rape, y'all. A grown man having sex with a 16-year-old is rape. It, it, it is rape. <laughs> it just is. Um, go through that. And have your voice not heard. And have no one believe you simply because you are a black woman. I just, that is just a shame. A goddamn shame. And how you were dressed. And, um, that that is what narcissists do. They avoid all accountability and they blame the victim um yeah the the whole surviving r kelly thing it was just whoa it was a lot and it was just crazy how abusers get away with what they do and the money and the power that protects them and how the victims are just overshadowed and no one cares you know they never got justice because no one cared enough to give them any. No one cared enough to hold their abuser accountable. And that's sad and that's a shame. 
and but it unfortunately it's that's not an isolated incident what happens with r kelly that's all the time that's a reality for so many women and it's just a shame um but the inability of people on social media to put themselves in the victim's shoes and their reaction and victim blaming is all is all it's just so toxic oh my gosh it's disgusting to try and hold a child responsible for the actions of an adult Ugh. oh my god <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there i'm not gonna unpack it all i can't unpack it all it's way too much to unpack it's way this is very disheartening very very disheartening um to see that to watch people go through that and just what what gets me is the whole i i didn't believe them because they were black women narrative from so many people whether they admit that overtly like chance the rapper did or whether it's covertly whether they don't believe them but they won't say why but we know why um (laughs) you know it's just just crazy so that's why you know i rant a lot on social media there's a lot to rant about um i rant about people just being dumb not thinking about the consequences of their actions not caring about whether they hurt people or not um People who refuse to take accountability for their actions. That's the thing. Like, it's okay to mess up. Well, eh, sometimes. You know, if you mess up, hold yourself accountable. That's the first and foremost thing you can do. But, you know, people don't. People avoid accountability at all costs. It's so hard for people to just break down and be like, I did this. And it was wrong. I mean, it's it's so hard to you it's so hard to just get that out of people. There's always an excuse. There's always someone else to blame. They just huh, and that's what a narcissist does. They will run from accountability. They will refuse to face themselves. It will always be your fault. The abuse that you endured by them, they will always spin it around and it will always be your fault. You know, that's why I talked about last podcast, um, accepting apologies that you know you will never receive. And that's part of dealing, that's a huge part of dealing with a narcissist is knowing you will never get that apology. And if you do get that apology, it will not be a sincere apology. Because sometimes narcissists will apologize said i did this and this specifically and it was wrong (laughs) a lot of times a narcissist apology would be like i'm sorry you felt that way but it'll it'll go like that or i'm sorry for whatever pain i may have caused you that's what that's what the narcissist would say to me when he was apologizing to me it's either like i'm sorry you felt that way or I am sorry for whatever pain I may have caused you. And I wanted him so badly to just be like, just admit what you did. You know, what pain you may have caused me. You wouldn't be apologizing over what you know. They know what they did, but they just cannot 
bring it into words. They cannot face themselves for the monsters that they truly are. They can't do it. So don't don't lose sleep over that. Just know that and know that you will never get an apology. You won't. Sorry about it. Um, <laughs> it's just not happening. Anyways, this episode's kind of trailing off. I just wanted to to kind of. Re- But, so, I'm going to try to do better to come up with more content and keep a flow of content and relevant on, you know, up-to-date topics for the future. But, you know, who knows? This is my podcast. Like I said, it's kind of like my diary that I'm too lazy to physically write in. So, if you're listening, appreciate you. Um, but if not, bye.